Are you trying to build your service-based business online? Your website has to convert. As a service-based business, your website has to convince your potential customers that not only can you solve their problems, but that they need to spend a lot of their money with you. More than that, your website should be an investment, an investment that should, at some point, generate revenue for you. Now, if you want your website to generate leads and sales for your service-based business, then you absolutely need these five key elements. The best part, these are all things that you can work on on your own. You're listening to the Captain Coder Podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that can help you scale your service-based business online. I'm your host, Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. Now, our first element that we want to talk about here, you need to write like your customer talks. Now, you might have great content, the most entertaining podcast, or super fun to read blog posts, But if you're not thinking about who your ideal customer is and how you can help them, then no one is really going to be paying attention. Now, if you want to attract your ideal customer, then you need to write like they talk. Now, what does that mean exactly? It means getting out of your technical jargon and instead focusing on how your customers actually describe your services, even if it sort of feels wrong to talk about them that way. Now, it's very easy to fall into how we would discuss our services and our expertise through the lens of our technical jargon. I mean, honestly, you've probably been doing this for years. You know it backwards and forwards. But that doesn't mean your customer actually understands what you're talking about when you use that technical jargon. So let's take a bookkeeper, for instance. They know that they're going to reconcile your books using QuickBooks Online and perform other tasks. Literally couldn't even tell you what other things a bookkeeper does (laughs) because I don't understand it. But what do you as the customer understand? They're going to help you keep your finances organized so you know where your money is going and hopefully pay less taxes to boot. Now, one of the hardest things to find and to figure out Um, is getting outside of our own heads and our own expertise and thinking differently about what we offer. So how can you learn what language and terminology your customer is using to describe your business and what you do? You need to join conversations with them. Dig into Facebook groups where your ideal customer is hanging out. That is honestly just a gold mine. Look through the comments on big influencers in your space. Do some LinkedIn research and even go back through and see how your customers are talking about you and your services. Reviews and testimonials are a great place to see this and see how they're talking about you. Now, one of the best ways to really understand how your ideal customers thinks is by joining in the live conversations in these online communities and even getting them on the phone. You have to really talk to them to understand them. The same thing goes for discovering how they talk about their own issues. Now, what's the best way you can do this? Get a couple of your favorite clients on the phone and just ask them. 
you can offer a Starbucks gift card as a thank you for their time and spend 15 minutes asking a few questions about their needs and why they came to you in the first place. Now, perhaps the most important piece, ask them what transformation you've helped them achieve. And that leads us directly into our second element. You need to share your benefits, not your features. So now that you know how your customer talks, you need to get their attention in a way that they'll actually care. Okay, so great. You're say we're a bookkeeper again. You provide financial cleanup, but why does that matter to me? Why does that matter to your customer? All of your website copy should focus on the benefits you provide your clients, not the features of your services. Now, the great thing about digging into your customer's lingo and doing that first is this actually pretty much becomes easy because they're going to be far more focused on what their actual needs are and the benefits you're providing anyway. No one really cares that you create contracts for them. Say you're an attorney. They care that you're protecting their business and their intellectual property with your contracts. Now, one of the best ways to reframe your thinking here is to focus on the transformations that you help your customers achieve. Where do they start when they come on as a client and where do they grow to after working with you for a while? These transformations don't have to be massive either. I mean, think about it. A restaurant's transformation they're providing is just helping someone have a delicious meal and spend some quality time with loved ones. Your transformations are your benefits. What you're helping people achieve and grow to with your services is far more important than how you do what you do. Those are your features. And yet, so many of us as service providers, we want to list out all of the services we offer like it's some kind of menu anyone cares to make a selection from. Our third element, you've got to back up your claims. When you reframe and refocus how you talk about your services so you are on your customer's level, listen, that's powerful. But when you have other people backing up that you actually do what you say you do, that's persuasive. When you want to get conversions from your website, or honestly, any of your marketing, you have to persuade people that you will actually follow through and do the things you're saying that you will. So what's better than letting your other happy clients speak to that for you? Now, having a third party verify your expertise is called social proof. That social proof is essential when you run a service-based business online. Now, we dove deep into social proof in last week's episode, in episode 65, about building trust online. But in case you haven't listened to that yet, let's just cover this for a minute. Social proof doesn't have to be huge case studies with lots of stats and figures. It can just be a quick testimonial from a happy customer about what it's like to work with you. Now, my favorite way to add social proof to a website is to use testimonials. That's because they're in a real person's voice and they're describing the service the way that your prospective customers might. 
they're often going to focus on the things that matter most to your customers. But most importantly, a good testimonial leads directly to conversions. In fact, and we talked about this last week, testimonials on a sales page can increase conversions by an average of 34%. Now here's where most of my clients get tripped up, asking for these. Going back and asking for feedback is honestly (laughs) kind of rough. It feels just a little bit weird to ask your clients to say nice things about you. Maybe you've asked for testimonials before and they've not responded. The key here is to make it super easy. We send out a quick form to my main clients every year and then after a project to ask for a review. We don't just ask for a testimonial. We also want to know how they felt about us as a whole and if there's anything we can improve. But when you, when then we also ask for permission excuse me, to share that feedback as a testimonial and give them the ability to write it out so they can put it completely in their own words. Now, you can also ask for really specific things like why they chose to work with you, what transformation they saw in their own business, or what they liked most about you and your team. If you want to have testimonials on your website that talk about specific things you do, you just have to ask for it. And honestly, the worst thing that can happen is you learn where you can make improvements in your business, or they just never respond. I mean, that's always a possibility too, but hey, it's fine. Now, if you, number four, you have to make contacting you easy. If you want conversions on your website, you have to make it easy for people to convert. You cannot make it hard to figure out how to work with you. For most of us service-based businesses, your customers aren't going to add a service to a cart and do a checkout. Now, I do offer a couple audits that people can literally buy um, without having to talk to me. But if someone wants to work with me to build a website or create an entire marketing foundation, uh, they have to get on the phone with me. And here's the thing. Most of the customers coming your way don't know exactly what they'll need So they want to get on the phone with you anyway. Hiring a service provider is, frankly, a little bit more intimate. They're going to work with you for longer, and they want to know that your vibes match theirs. And really, don't you want to be sure that they're the right fit for your business too? Now, all of this is to say, reaching out to talk to you should be really simple. Now, one of the best things that you can do in your business is to use a scheduling app to book these calls. You don't have to email back and forth to find a time that works for everyone. You can set up specific times that you take calls and even require that they fill out a simple form first. Now, personally, I use the scheduling option in HoneyBook for my own business, but you can easily add a Calendly form or another app to your website. Most of them come with an embed code that you literally just take that code, you drop it in where you want it to show up, and it takes over that hard work for you. Now, of course, if you want calls, you need to make it easy to find the page to book these calls. Adding a button in the top right corner of your navigation is a really great way to highlight it. Of course, you also want to ask yourself, what happens when someone gets to the bottom of a page on your website? 
What do you want them to do? You have to tell them. So not only do you need to make it really easy, you need to use really clear calls to action and tell tell your clients, tell them what you want them to do. Tell them you want to go book a call and give them the link. Tell them you want them to fill out a contact form and give them the link or give them the form. Or even just provide a click to call phone number. It is a great way to encourage your prospects to actually take action. When you make everything super simple and honestly kind of to you feels almost annoying um, (laughs) about how often they're going to see it. When they can contact and get in touch with you, it's going to be really easy for them to convert and to lead into becoming a lead and even a sale for you. Now, our last thing on a list today is offer a valuable freebie. Not everyone who comes to your website is ready to work with you right away. Maybe they're not ready to fill out that form. Maybe they're not even ready to get on a call with you, especially for a service-based business where they might be spending thousands of dollars with you. They're going to need some time to really see who you are and how you work. So give them the incentive to stay in touch with you by offering a freebie in exchange for their email address. Now, this is often called a lead magnet, and that's because it's literally driving them to keep in touch with you. It's magnetizing them. It's attracting them to you. They know that they're giving you their email address and you're going to be emailing them later. But if your freebie is valuable and gives them a quick win, they're going to be all too happy to oblige and see what more you can offer. Now, if you've never offered any kind of lead magnet before, I get it. It can feel overwhelming to try and decide what you want to create and give away for free. Now, I dug into this deeper back in episode 45, but one of the easiest ways to go about this is to ask, what quick win can you help a client get? What can you teach them that feels easy and helps them move that needle just a little bit? Then you can put that lead magnet into many different forms like a checklist, a PDF guide, an ebook, a hidden podcast episode or two, a video walkthrough, or a mini course. I would start with a checklist or a PDF guide. Keep it simple. And you can go back and listen to that episode. It's linked in today's show notes to learn more about how to create a lead magnet people actually want to download. Now, the most important thing here is once someone joins your list, you're sending out consistent emails every week. These should be valuable and could link back to, say, your weekly content, like a blog podcast or a blog article, a special you're offering, or even talk about a recent lesson you've learned in your own business. When someone joins your email list, it is a powerful way for them to get to know you on a deeper level, build trust, and turn into a sale down the line. Don't underestimate the leads you get through a freebie. They could become your best customers later on. Now, are you missing any of these things on your own website? Your website should be the foundation for your online business. It's the place that you're sending everyone back to when they're ready to work with you. You can have the best social media strategy, but if they hit your website and you're not making it easy for people to connect with and convert, well, honestly, they're not gonna. Work on your messaging first and then finesse. 
And don't underestimate the power of getting real life people on the phone and talking to them. Their feedback in this whole process will be invaluable. If you loved our episode today, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share this with an entrepreneur friend of yours who needs to hear it. Now, if you have questions about today's episode, reach out at cappedcoder.com. That's C-A-P-T coder.com or on Instagram at Captain Coder. Thanks so much for tuning in and talk to you next week.